Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Pecan Podcast. Hey friends, it's Pastor Courtney Ellis here with you on another week of the PCOM podcast. And for the first time in many months, I am not alone recording this podcast. I have a friend here with me. Say hi. Hey everyone, it's Pastor Daryl. It is Pastor Daryl. Believe it or not, we have been sharing a COVID bubble. No way. I mean, <laughs> seems logical. For a long time. Um, we have said often during this pandemic that we are very grateful we married someone we really like because we've had a lot of time together. <laughs> Make or break. Lots of time. Um, so thanks, Daryl, for taking the time. It's actually tricky um, as much time as we spend in the same house to find a window where the children are all asleep or otherwise occupied. We are still expecting... At least one interruption. Took a lot of, um, a lot of candy. <laughs> I think it was pizza, wasn't it? Pizza. <laughs> a little pizza bribery. Um, but I've asked Daryl to be here with us today because um, PCOM is going through something really exciting. And before we get to the really exciting part, we wanted to tell you a little bit about how we've seen God at work over the past year. Because one of the hardest things about the pandemic has been it has kept us all physically apart. And we've seen a lot of you in ones or twos or in passing or with a mask on, but we haven't all been together in a big group of, we have what, 900, 900 and some members. We haven't been all together in over a year. And so the pastors have gotten to witness a lot of the beautiful things God has done, but unless those have happened directly to you, you may not have heard or seen about them. So we want to start today by just talking about how we've seen God at work over the past year at PCOM. And we'll just go back and forth for a little bit to paint the picture of some of the things we've witnessed early on in the pandemic. I started a section in the back of my journal called A Record of Miracles. Mm. And we did not see God turn water into wine. That would have been welcome. Mm-hmm. It did not happen. We would have written it down. <laughs> we would have written it down. Um, but the ways that we saw God use this difficult, stressful, unwelcome, crucible of a season to bring real renewal to individuals and groups and communities within our church. You want to start, Daryl? Yeah, I remember in the early days of COVID, um, teenagers uh, who I hadn't really interacted with just reach out and say, how can we help? And they they hopped right in to help people who needed groceries or tangible needs. And um, it's just this this connection between the generations that we've always felt like is part of our DNA and is a really important part of, ch- of the calling of the church and what, what Christ asked of us. And then in the middle of crisis, he did it. And so it was beautiful to watch people serving one another that way. Yeah, totally. We we love serving an intergenerational church, and it was great to see younger folks see say, how can we bless older folks who are really at high risk? We can go to Trader Joe's without a lot of risk to us. We're 19 years old, but the older folks can't. And a lot of the high schoolers came to us on their own initiative. It mm-hmm. wasn't pastor's idea. Um, one of the things I will always, always remember from this season is the way... 
our musicians had to pivot really quickly um, to totally new ways of doing music, editing music, creating music. And that first Sunday, we had three days. Yep. We had three days to plan for a live stream. Um, John Sauer, who is our former youth pastor, was up in Washington State, and they were a few days ahead of us with pandemic restrictions. And remember, Daryl and Pastor Jackson and I were together in the office, and we all at the same time got a text from John Sauer saying, just so you know, they've just shut down large gatherings in the state of Washington. My guess is you're next. I'm praying for you. Get ready. And we all kind of looked at each other and said, really? I don't know. I don't think so. And then within the day, we heard we had to make this transition. And PCOM is blessed with these two very different styles of music. There's some overlap, but there's kind of a different ethos and a different um, vibe. If I want to get California on you, (laughs) there's a different vibe. But when we pivoted, we knew we could only produce one service that first week, those first few weeks. And we needed our musicians to, to come together um, across these differences, and they did. Mm-hmm. And Daryl, on his video about this, this Renew campaign, has a picture of Kathy Harris and Jeff Given leading worship together. And um, it, was, it was just a really that's happened before. beautiful, powerful, <laughs> profound thing that what unites us in our worship is far, far greater than the stylistic things that can sometimes divide us. Yeah. I think uh, the what God's done through the All Church Bible Study. I think for a long time we've wondered how to how to launch, how to renew, revision, um, small group ministry and Bible study at PCOM. And one of the one of the challenges in in general of Bible study in small groups is how do you balance in person things? Because not everyone can make it to a church on Wednesday evenings, but you want to be inclusive in that. And um, and we. We've gone through various strategies and haven't really hit upon the, you know, the right thing yet. And so, but in the middle of COVID, um, felt like the Lord put an inspirational sort of vision for an all church Bible study in my mind and was able to pull it together for, you know, well over 150 people and 15 small groups. And, you know, all of a sudden we went from nothing to, you know, something uh, that was, that was high level and engagement and participation and, and really, and you had people meeting in person, you had people meeting in Zoom and across the generations and really feel like, you know, we'll continue to refine it, but we'll continue to offer, you know, something according to those, to that model uh, that was born in the middle of COVID. And that's a sign of God's renewing work. We've really seen um, people hungry to mm-hmm. connect with God and connect with each other in ways that we've never seen before in deeper and more profound ways. One of the things I will never forget that we saw God do in the midst of this pandemic was um, we kept hearing from young families, young families around our age with kids, young kids, that they were drowning. Um, They often had two working parents. They were working from home. They were Mm. doing schooling from home, and they were just hitting a wall um, around the start of the school year last year, around August, September. Um, There was even an article in the New York Times saying parents are drowning. Um, (laughs) And we brainstormed as a pastoral team, how could we we help alleviate this stress on our young families? And the other thing we kept hearing from a lot of our retirees was, we are bored. We have so many hours (laughs) in the day. We want to do the work of God. What is the work of God in a pandemic? How can we help? And we realized there was an opportunity born of the fact that God had been doing this work on these young families, this work of real exhaustion and this work on our retirees of um, just wanting to help and serve. 
And so we put out a call for, for weekly dinners and we saw the older generation turn right around and bless the younger generation with home cooked meals, with DoorDash meals, with delivery meals. And so many of the young families wrote back to us and said, you, you're saving, you're saving us. Um, and it might seem so simple, a single dinner a week. Um, but it made a mm-hmm. tremendous, tremendous difference. We were recipients of it. Oh, um, yeah. Someone who uh, is probably listening to this podcast, who's a regular listener, um, she and her husband uh, brought us a meal every week. And the kids looked forward to it, not just for the food, but for the conversation. We'd all stand in the driveway and they'd show off their bike tricks. And um, it was such a tremendous, tremendous blessing. So um, we share all of that not to minimize the pain and grief of this season, Um Becky Passini, who is a longtime kids club director at our church, used to always say, prune me gently, Lord, um, that in these seasons of crisis, God often does deep refining work in us through the grief, through the separation, through the pain. Um, and we have seen that so powerfully. And so Daryl is here to tell us about something really exciting that's happening in our church. And part of it is just a way to have our Outsides match our insides. Mm-hmm. Um, God has been renewing spirits and hearts and marriages and families and retirees and doing this work of refining this painful, faithful work. And it's time to show some of that externally. Mm-hmm. So Daryl, tell us about what you've been up to. Yeah. So um, like Courtney said, it, it really started with a sense of how God has sustained PCOM through the season and not just sustained us, but planted seeds of renewal. And as uh, several committees um, and sessions, you know, started talking about transitioning back to more in-person stuff on campus there, it really felt like an organic groundswell of as we regather, let's, you know, let's not just Peter back, let's launch back and let's pursue ministries and refreshing, refresh, a kind of refreshing of the campus that matches the the inner work of renewal that God's been doing that hasn't been visible to everybody, but now to launch into a stage where it becomes visible to everyone in our congregation uh, and into the con- and into the community as a whole. So we came up with this idea called a Renew Initiative, and it's it's not a full capital campaign. You know, somewhere on the you know three to five year horizon, we'll do the big you know all campus um, sort of campaign. Um, but in the middle of, of planning that and setting it out, you know, we have we have real needs now and we have real um, opportunities now to build momentum, strategic momentum as we regather. And so we, we want to respond to God's work. We want to live into the urgency that we see, even, we see in front of us because people are hungry. Our community is hungry. We're, connect, we're hungry for connection, um, as, you'll, as I'll tell you in a minute. We really want to respond to the needs among our students and teenagers in particular. They've had a particularly hard year, and we want our church to respond to that. And we just want to we want to be a, a church in the community that says, you know, we are here. We're here for you, and we are looking forward to, to connect with you. So it's super exciting, and I will link in the show notes to the video campaign that Daryl and his team have put together so you can watch it, and we'll also play the audio of that mm-hmm. at the end of the episode today. Um, But this idea of the outsides matching the insides, one of the things we've heard from folks throughout the pandemic is I drove by the church and the corner looks terrible because we haven't painted in 20 years. So some of the things are simple cosmetic upgrades, but it's really amazing. But it's symbolic. What a coat of paint can do. And it shows, you know, that the church has not been dormant this Mm -hmm. year. 
Um, at the start, when we were worshiping only digitally, we kept hearing, oh, the church is closed. We said, no, the church has never been closed because the church is in a building. The church is the people of God who are mm-hmm. working harder than ever and being more faithful than ever. But the excitement of knowing that soon we are going to be able to be in those spaces again, it will be safe to meet in those rooms, to sing together. Um, We want the outsides to match what God has been doing on the inside and to be able to feel that refreshment um, of those physical spaces, even as we seek that refreshment of our spirits and our hearts. Um, So Daryl, from what I understand, I've been watching your videos. Mm. Um, This has three parts. Yes? Yeah, three emphasis. Three emphases, and the first one is youth ministry. And the way I like to talk about it is I think God's renewal always, it, it so often comes through renewing us through specific gifts or our DNA, as I like to say. So each one of these things reflects you know, deep parts of our DNA, and we really want to invest in those areas as we think that's where God is you know, really doing his most profound renewing work. And the first one is youth ministry. Youth ministry, I think of Jim Everett, who founded our youth ministry and is still in our church, right? Like the youth ministry has always been a priority for us at PCOM and it continues to be. And uh, it wasn't that long into COVID that I started hearing stories about from parents of teenagers and just all that's been lost in this year from graduations to parties, to fellowship, to sports seasons, um, and and all the fun in between, right? Like just so much of being a teenager is hanging out and relationships and fun. And not having to worry about how many feet you are away from your friends. Right. I mean, let's just be honest. A lot of youth group is like hanging out and sitting next to each other and, and, and all of that. We, we chaperoned the um, youth ski trip in February of 2020. And we look back at those photos and many of the games the youth played were giant piles of people on the floor. And we were like, that was a month earlier. You know, if it had been a month later, none of that would have been able to happen. But to lose touch and connection and even being in the same physical space as friends, it's been a hard year for our youth. And they have rallied and they are tough and amazing and resilient. But also it's been a hard year for them. And, and in the midst of it being hard, I also we also see an opportunity to really respond, um, to be on campus, to 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 reach out, to make a difference. Because what that means is our teenagers are hungry, and there's such an opportunity to reach them with the love and fellowship and fun of Jesus. And um, and so uh, the the youth room um, is probably you know five to ten years overdue for a refreshment. Um, and walk in there sometime. It's a it's a bit like a locker room. Um, it's a lot. Like it's a, a lot like room. a locker room. And <laughs> um, and 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 our, our our desire is to is to remodel that whole space so that it really becomes a, like a community hub where the teen the teenagers have a place that they can call home that they're proud to come to that they invite their friends to that's fun and that they just they love hanging out and it could be a heartbeat a really a a, pol- a place where connection and fun happens and then it spills out into the community as well um some of the designs we're working with actually like opens up the doors to the inside of the courtyard so that the energy of what's going on to the youth room overflows it to the rest of of the church i really believe that if we invest in the church in the youth ministry the way that god is calling us to that it won't just be a youth ministry thing it will be a whole church thing and it will overflow to the rest of the church as well both metaphorically and actually the energy on a Sunday morning and during the week. So are you saying I might get hit by a dodgeball at some point? Because I'm not, I'm not up for <laughs> maybe that. Maybe the dodgeball stays in the room, but the, <laughs> maybe the ping pong tables in the courtyard or something like that. 
Um, I've seen the look on several dads' faces when I mentioned ping pong, and they want in. They want they want a competitive tournament with the teenagers, and um, we want we want our camp. We have this beautiful campus, and we really want it to be a place where people come to hang out. Be it's to be a magnet for people and connection and fun. And honestly, I think the youth room can be an anchor for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be the community center for that. Um, so that's from a construction standpoint, from a remodeling standpoint, that's the most significant investment that we'll be making. Um, and I think it's the opportunity for ministry and the difference it can make for Jesus and his mission um, is really ripe and urgent. Yeah, for sure. It's really exciting. It's exciting to think of a lot of the youth that we haven't been able to see much yeah. this year going into a new space and feeling like this is a place where I want to invite my friends. This feels safe. It feels fun. It feels, um, it just feels good to yeah. be here. Um, in a year where a lot of public spaces have not been, um, open. Right. And so much, so much of youth ministry, there's a lot of facets of youth ministry, but at its, at its base, a lot of it is just taking the time to communicate to teenagers and students and their families that you matter. You matter to us. You matter to God. And we love you. And our facilities and our spaces are, are communicate that level of care and love. And they, just in the way that we build them and refresh them, can communicate, you matter. And you yeah. matter. And we've prepared for you being here. And we want you here. And we are so happy that you're here. And that, I think really does illustrate one of the great strengths of the youth ministry at PCOM is our goal is not to be the trendiest, flashiest, loudest ministry. Our goal is depth and connection. And that's what teenagers are hungry for. A church can never be as cool as a rock concert. It can try, but it's going to fall short. And so our goal is depth and connection because that is something that you can't create artificially. And that's something that the church has and does. And we have such fantastic staff and volunteers and folks who just pour into the lives of these kids. And we want to make that even easier for them, that there's now a little game table where you can sit and there's a little pod of chairs and there's a place that doesn't feel like a giant exposed warehouse room, but feels like, oh, there's a nook over here where I can bring my cards or play my game or, um, you know, pour out my soul to one of these volunteers about what I'm going through. Um, So these are all really just, they're it is a ripe season yes. for this, for the building to match the ministry that we are already doing. Yes. Yeah, I think about, you know, maybe the most common activity for our youth group is hanging out at Harmony Tea Bar, at least for the girls. And I, and I, I keep on thinking, why can't we have a tea bar on campus, right? Like a place, if, if that's what we're doing, we should be doing it on campus. Let's build a campus that responds to what, where the connection happens um, so that it it really becomes a place that happens at church. It happens where other relationships are going to be happening. So, Can we install a cotton candy machine, Daryl? Because I will donate to the, that personally. The Ellis family cotton candy machine, <laughs> perhaps. <clears throat> in honor of Courtney surviving the pandemic. I'm just going to put that request in. <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. But a girl can dream, right? So that's that is that's part one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, our second one is uh, emerges from our music ministry, which is one of the things that I hear most often from from members and visitors and folks in the community that they love about our church. I mean, music really is part of our DNA. I like to say it's the rhythm that carries us in worship. And, uh, you know, when we have concerts, you know, we regularly have over 800 people in that, in the, in those concerts. Um, it resonates with our community 
And out of that, and, and, it's, and it happens in both of our worship services, um, music is really a point of excellence and an expression of our love for God and creativity and beauty, all that stuff. Um, and out of that, that gifting that God has given to us, we, we, uh, we, are, we would really like to install new premium sound systems in our sanctuary and our commons. And I, um, I had no idea prior to the pandemic, I, I'm not an artist, I didn't grow up as a musician, but sound is so important. Um, you can have the very best musicians on stage but if you do not have good sound, it doesn't connect with the congregation. It doesn't connect with the worshiper. And how do I know that? Oh, I learned it during the pandemic because uh, the the picture, the visual picture, can be fuzzy. Uh, but if the if the sound is off, if you can't hear us, my phone blows up, my email blows up, my <laughs> Mine people <too. laughs> people text us. Sound is the bridge between what's happening up there or over there and the actual experience for the worshiper. And there is some practical need here too. The the house speakers in the sanctuary um, are broken, and they no longer make make the part that we need to to fix it. They're they're that old. They're um, and it really is time not to not to put a band aid on it, but to start afresh. And um, and and we see an opportunity there, not just to get speakers but to really get great speakers um, uh, that really communicate the excellence of music that's happening. Um, and that it's really a strategic part of our ministry at PCOM. Um, I will never forget hearing the, so these speakers, the, the company that designs them started making speakers for cathedrals in Europe. Um, and I, I immediately connected with that idea because I think one of the long-term things I'd love for PCOM to be, we'll never be a European cathedral, but I think we can be a, a community hub for arts and music, that sort of high quality sort of glimpse of the beauty of God. And when I came to campus to hear these speakers demoed in the sanctuary, I sat in like the third row and they turned on um, what's left of our house speakers uh, in their broken state. And, and then they transitioned and they sounded tinny and distant. And then they turned on the new speakers and I, and I felt it in my chest. I had a moment of connection with sound and music and I'm not that guy. Um, <laughs> You're I, not don't, that guy. <laughs> I don't function that way. I'm not Jeff given. I'm not Gene. I'm not Kathy. And I just sat there moved and I said, Oh, this is what people are drawn to. Um, and I, I immediately was like, you know, not only do we need to fix these, but when we come back in this space, wouldn't it be amazing to have our worship elevated because of this kind of sound experience, um, in both of our services. Um, so, um, can you, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but can you tell the story of the speakers in the commons? Yeah. So the yeah. other one is, um. Because if you've been part of our church for any length of time, you've probably heard or maybe you yourself have said the commons is too loud. The commons is too loud. If I had to pick what what um, what complaint I heard most often as a pastor, it would be that this the commons are too loud. And often that gets directed um, at Jeff Given, the worship director, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. And uh, poor Jeff has tried to explain to me in 16 different ways that he is turning it down. It's, you know, it's it's not volume, it's quality, it's mix, it's It's quality. And I'm not an audiophile, so that never made sense to me. And then Daryl went in to talk to the speaker company. Yeah. So I had the sanctuary experience and I immediately turned to the, to the speaker guy and I was like, can we go look in the commons too? 
And I took him over. His name is Caleb. And I took him over. And he this wasn't in his plan for the night. Um, so we walked over and I just said, I said, I've actually, I started, I pointed to the speakers and I said, I've actually seen people. And he finished my sentence. He goes, walk out. And I said, yeah. And he said, yeah, those are walkout speakers. And I said, well, that's not the experience we want to give to people in worship. We want them invited in. And, um, and that, that, that's an actual practical ministry problem that has happened because of, we haven't invested in quality sound. Um, so poor Jeff, who it's usually acoustic guitar and maybe mm-hmm. a bass and a set of drums, which is not any different sound quantity wise as it is in the sanctuary. But because of the setup, the speakers, the mix, it feels oppressive it through no fault of his own. And so we're, we're looking to address that as well. And I know for many of you, you're like, I love the awake worship, but it hurts my ears. It hurts mm-hmm. my head. We're working on that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I remember we demoed them in the commons too. And I, I was standing next to Ziad, uh, Ziad Najim, our awake elder. And he said, when I listen to the old speakers, it feels like music is being thrown at me. <laughs> but when I listen in the new speakers, I feel like I'm able to be present in the music and with the music. And I said, there's something about worship that's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, just so, like our preaching, we don't want to hit you with a Bible. Right. It's an invitation. We want yeah. the music to be an invitation to this, this opportunity to enter in mm-hmm. to worship and to praise God in that way. And so we're just so excited about this on both ends, the mm-hmm. sanctuary end and the commons end, because people tend to go back and forth between those spaces, even if it's maybe you always worship in the sanctuary, but you'll watch a movie in the commons. Maybe you always go to the commons, but you might come into the sanctuary for yep. VBS, right? Both of these spaces belong to all of us as an entire church. Yes. Um, and so that is part two. Super, super excited for that. And Daryl, what's part three? Bring us home. The third, the third one I call, the third emphasis is called community presence. And we are a community church. We are committed to the community. We are in the community. We are on mission in the community, serving. And not only that, but our campus is visible in the community. And so uh, in, in this emphasis, we are looking to refresh our, our most visible and public parts of our campus to communicate as an invitation how committed we are to the community so that when they see our campus or they come into our spaces, it says, we are so glad you're here. Um, and that it functions as a, as a refreshing invitation to our community and to our congregation as well. Um, so there, um, that emphasis. So the three parts of the refreshing of our campus, the, the first and most visible and the largest investment is painting the entire campus Uh, We have this beautiful campus. I have been to many churches in Orange County, and I can tell you that I've never, that our our church is my favorite by far. Um, And, but it is, it's in need of refreshing. I think of that tower on the end, uh, on the corner of Oso and Marguerite. It is our most visible part of our church, the community, and it is uh, dirty. And (laughs) it's in need of shining. And so, um, I remember, and that's through no fault of anyone. It's just that it's just time. And I, we, through several, we've been able to start through some generosity of, uh, of donors and, and several opportunities that were put in front of us. And I, we wanted to start, especially for the preschool, cause the, the painting company said that they could do it 
during the preschool spring break. Um, Which was music to our preschool director's ears. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Because you don't want scaffolding around tiny humans. (laughs) And we'd picked a unifying color. If you... You may have noticed, you may have not noticed, but we have four buildings on campus and all four were a different color. Um, different subtle shade of tan. <laughs> and, and I will never forget going in and seeing the uh, the preschool campus painted and it looked like a brand new campus. And uh, it looked like someone had taken our campus away and brought down some Santa Barbara gleaming church and put it, you know, on our corner. And... Um, and we want this to happen the the you know across the entire campus and to be an invitation to the entire community and i i honestly think that i'm really excited for the way that it will completely transforms our spaces and that everyone will notice what a difference it makes um there are other places on campus too like the commons and the sanctuary entryway that will also do some some light refreshing and remodeling not not a, not a huge amount but um like we're leaving a, all the walls where they are <laughs> we are leaving the walls where they are, um, you know, but each one of those spaces just needs, um, a welcoming quality to it, um, and, uh, a refreshing quality to it. So I, I places to sit, places to chat, right, places to connect, right? Cozy is a word I like to use. We want the church to be a place where people feel naturally like they want to be yeah, and, uh, and to connect and hang out. Especially after a year where we've all been apart, we're all really hungry not just for those big worship gatherings, but to see a friend we haven't seen in a long time and sit and chat for 10 minutes. And our options before now have been a couple little patio tables or we stand out in the blazing sun. And so now we're going to have some nooks and some cozy spots where you can connect, where you can get prayer from a pastor, where you can talk to a friend. Um, We want people to be able to hang out and not have to be in a hurry to leave because they're hot or they've been standing. Yeah, we're looking at some maybe some court, some permanent courtyard future uh, furniture too. If you think about the commons, the sanctuary entryway and the courtyard, there is other than a couple tables, nowhere to just sit um, and hang out. And we live in Southern California. It's the best place to be. <laughs> um, and I see people taking refuge under a single bench by the preschool. And we want Sunday morning after church to be people connecting and hanging out. And we want to make that so easy to do. So Daryl, how can we help? Yeah, so there are two ways to get involved. I'm not an architect. <clears throat> You're not. We do have. No, no we. Uh, <laughs> so there are two ways. We have a fundraising goal of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and and we also have a matching opportunity. So for every dollar you give, PCOM is able in a position to match it, a um, dollar for dollar. So it will be a total. We're aiming for a five hundred thousand dollar investment in our campus, um, and. Uh, we're so excited uh, to be able to do that. And so uh, we're looking for people to partner with us to $250,000 so we can carry out all these plans um, and would love to be able to do that, you know, by mid to late May, at least, so that we can really dive into each one of these projects um, in the summer. Mm-hmm. Pastor Jackson was the first one to put money down on it. Mm-hmm. And Courtney's going to buy the cotton candy machine. I'm, I'm, that one's on me. <laughs> Maybe we can just store it in our garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the second thing is we're forming some work teams. If you, um, whether you can give or whether you, um, or whether you're not in a position to give right now financially, we, we, uh, there's a deep desire to make a difference and to be together. And so we're also forming some work teams to do to participate in some of the projects, whether that's demo or painting or um, a demo num- is fun. fun. Yeah, pull out 
<laughs> go look at the carpet in the youth room. You'll want to pull it out immediately. In fact, just go ahead and do it. Just, you don't even have yeah, to tell it's us. It's time. <laughs> just um, go, go take it out. But we, I love the idea that the Renewing Work of God is not just projects that people do at PCOM, but it's something we do together. And we'd love for those work teams to not only... Um, make a difference, but also be a time of fellowship, maybe some meals, maybe just having fun together, making a difference on our campus. So you can give, uh, you can sign up for a work team. You can do both of those at mypcom.com slash renew. Mypcom.com slash renew. I will link to it in the show notes and uh, we covet your prayers too. There are a lot of moving parts Mm -hmm. and we want to do this faithfully and thoughtfully and well. So Thanks for tuning in to hear more about our Renew campaign. I am going to transition to the audio from the cool video. I will also post that in the show notes along with the link where you can learn more, you can give, you can sign up for a work team. Any closing thoughts, Daryl? No, I'm just really grateful for this congregation and the way that we've held together during this year. Um, We really believe that what the season we're heading into would not be possible without the faithfulness of our people throughout the year. And so it's not, it's not rebuilding, it's renewing. And that's, that's an incredible gracious thing that God has done. And so thank you for all your faithfulness this year. Yeah. And I, I second that we know a lot of friends and colleagues in ministry who are in really difficult spots. Um, their church has not held together or, um, they're needing to transition out to a new position, and all three of your pastors are—we're um, in it together, and we are a better team, stronger team than we were at the beginning, that's and that's largely due to your faithfulness mm-hmm. in the midst of all this, really buoying us up. Your prayers, your um, your graciousness, so you're giving, you're giving yeah. right? I mean, there are a lot of churches that had our, you know had to cut yeah. some or all or most of their staff. Um, and the discouragement that a lot of our colleagues are sharing with us is is not something that we've had to face. So we are very grateful. Um, all right, let me transition to that audio from Daryl's video. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, and as always, thank you for hanging out with all of us, uh, with Daryl and I today on the PCOM podcast. Jeff Given will be with you next week, and I'll be back the following week. And until we are together again, take care. Be well, and God bless. Here's the Renew video. So it was just over a year ago, March 15th, 2020. It was our first live stream worship service. The county had only been on stay-at-home orders for a couple days, and I remember stepping back and looking at the whole scene in front of me. Every single one of our musicians, our pastors, our AV people united in bringing worship in a way that we had never done it before. And I thought to myself on that day, God is doing what he always does. He meets us in seasons of uncertainty and difficulty and rapid change. And in those moments, he starts renewal. I've seen the church gather and worship and be willing to embrace creative ways of connecting and worshiping together. God has been at work renewing us. But here's the thing, because we haven't been able to all be together, these are stories that maybe we haven't all heard. Maybe that work hasn't been obvious to you. And what we believe as we are starting to regather is that we are in a stage where that renewing work of God is gonna become more visible 
to everybody. We want to start sharing those stories with you. And even more than that, we want that renewing work of God to be visible in our campus and in our community. And that is why we are launching what we're calling PCOM's Renew Initiative. So there are three focuses in the Renew Initiative. The first one is youth ministry. Our teenagers are hungry. They are hungry for fellowship. They are hungry for fun. They are hungry for connection. And we want to place our flag in the sand and say we want youth ministry to flourish at PCOM over the long term. We believe it is a unique season in the life of a person in high school and junior high to make a decision for Jesus and to grow in their faith. And we want that commitment to overflow into our youth room being remodeled, to be a community hub where our youth can connect during the week, during worship, at any time. They know that this is a place where they can call home and where they can build authentic relationships. The second area is music. Music is in our DNA. It is part of who we are in each of our services. It is the rhythm that carries us into the presence of God. As an expression of that, we want to install new audio systems in both the sanctuary and the commons. As we were deciding what to include in this strategic initiative, we became aware that the house speakers in the sanctuary are totally broken. We can't go back in there until we replace the speakers. Music is a unique gift for PCOM. We want excellent music to be experienced and heard excellently. Thirdly is our community presence. We are the church on the corner who's also in the community and we want our campus to radiate that spirit of invitation and warmth. I think specifically of that tower on the corner of Oso and Marguerite. It is the most visible part of our church campus. And our goal is to paint and repair the entire exterior of our campus. We want it to shine, to communicate the invitation to our community and also our commitment to the community. In addition, we want to do some refreshing and remodeling of some of our most public spaces like the sanctuary entryway and the commons as well so that when we walk back in, we will all feel palpably the renewing work of God in our gathering spaces. We need your help in two ways. We have a fundraising goal of $250,000 to carry out this renewing work that we believe God is doing in our midst. But here's the good news. For every dollar you give, PCOM will match it. Every dollar you give will actually have $2 of impact on our campus and for our ministries. We are able to offer this because of some generous large gifts that have been given to PCOM and also because of your faithful giving has given us a foundation of financial help that we can step out and respond to what God is doing and match your dollars, dollar for dollar, to carry out this work together. There are some things that are going to happen more quickly, and there are some things that will take throughout the summer. As you can tell, we've already started the painting. Um, It's going to take well over a month to paint this entire campus. Secondly, in addition to fundraising, we are forming work teams to be a part of the actual work on campus. We don't only want to have it done, we want to be a part of it. Uh, We'd love to have you sign up uh, to be part of that work team. You can sign up for these work teams at mypcom.com slash renew. We'd love to have that be a time of fellowship and maybe food and enjoyment of being back together again. Would you join us in the season of renewal at Pecan? Let's regather, let's refresh, and let's be a part of God's renewing work. God bless you. Take care.